I want him to be Marlon's man. Do y'all know who that is? Is this one of the Wayne's brothers? Mm -hmm. Is that a Wayne's brother? Got a flag. Got a flag. It's all those cold winters, man. They just don't know what to do with themselves. I got a punch and fuck everything. Got a flag. Got a flag. Time to find cheap, outdated jerseys like the one I'm wearing right. on eBay. Got a flag. Got a flag. Of the week. One size fits all. What about me? This don't fit on me at all. It's a shame. It's a sin. I don't care. That's the way it's always been. Drop that flag. Pack it in. Tell you something. We are here on what I believe is April 24th, and what I hope is episode 162 of Throw the Flag, Matt number one. That's you, Freezer. How's it going? Things are going good. I'm glad we are classified as an essential podcast, and we can continue (laughs) with uh, what we do every week. Matt number 2.0. That's you, Hankins. How's it going in the Peach State? Oh, man, we're really opening things back up. The uh, hue and cry is out, and we're out in full force. We're just saying, to hell with it. Let's get sick. An ice cream van just drove, but like the ice cream man just drove by my house. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm- oh, they're making a big, big comeback. They are, ma- they, are, they are really out here in these streets, really pounding the pavement. Hank- they they know where the children are. Hankins, they know where all the children are. Hankins, I don't. Were you one of the people that uh, went up to the Michigan State House and was protesting this week? I'm ready to open this country back up, Breezer. <laughs> We've got to do the right thing. The cure can't be worse than the disease. That's true. You will not replace us. You, you will, will not, not replace us. us. You will not replace us. Did that? <laughs> It really comes full circle. That wasn't. I think that was an early way you guys made me uncomfortable in the uh, in in the three year history of this podcast. Topical. There really needs to be a supercut of every gross thing that Creel has ever said, and then I would love. Wow. I would love to make it if somebody could give me some time cues. <laughs> I'd love to do it. Just I don't care about releasing it. I just like to have it for my own personal entertainment. Yeah, like it's a ringtone or something. Mm-hmm. It would be a f- absolute fourteen minute and a half ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Every time somebody or no a text tone. Every time somebody texts Hankins, he has to wait it out and listen to the whole thing. <laughs> or as I like to call it, pulling an EJ. <laughs> God. Um. Well, we're here, guys. You know, we we went through three BCS championship games, right? Right. Um, and uh, we figured, why not just start where it all began? <laughs> why not jump back and then start over. Yeah, we had sort of chicken pecked, gone around, but now let's go to the beginning. We're gonna go to where it all began: the 1998 BCS championship game, the first between the first championship game. Um, it's contenders, the Tennessee Volunteers versus the 
Florida State Seminoles, two of the most obnoxious uh, 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 team songs being played constantly, especially when you watch an hour-long version of the game on YouTube and have to listen to Rocky Top and then the uh, Seminole War Chant. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. forth, Rocky Top is absolutely annoying. Oh, my God. I can listen to that Seminole War Chant on a loop forever. (laughs) First of all, I don't see how they've ever lost a game. I, honestly, it is it is a damnation of that program that they are not undefeated forever. Because I feel like if I was on the football field and that fucking war chant started up, I couldn't be stopped. <laughs> There's nothing any, no one could do to stop me from doing whatever my job was on the field on that play if that thing's going on. Um, <clears throat> Tennessee, Florida State. Uh, I would like to start off every one of these eps with comparing this to – See what would happen if a if a playoff team if the playoff system was in place the playoff system that we know now was in place back then. So your top five BCS standings is Tennessee, Florida State, Kansas State, Ohio State, <clears throat> and then UCLA. UCLA yeah, can, ca- UCLA was, came in fifth, gonna, and they gonna, actually and they sorry, actually. UCLA, Have you guys done a podcast before? UC, UCLA came in fifth, and the, uh, they actually lost their last – I don't know if it was the last game of the season, but they lost a game to Miami that they had to reschedule because of a hurricane, yeah, uh, that's, basically that's sealing the deal. I was going to get into that. Is, uh, going into the last week of the season, which is conference championship time, uh, the top two teams were Tennessee and UCLA – and Kansas State, that was one, two, three, and they were all undefeated. And Florida State was on the outside looking in. Yeah, and they lost to NC State that year. Yeah, as Sean mentioned, uh, UCLA had a makeup game with Miami due to a hurricane back in September, so it got rescheduled till December. Uh, Kansas State played Texas A&M that same day, and Tennessee played Mississippi State. So all three of the top three teams were all in action, and it led to some chaos on that last day. And so this was, was this a similar situation with uh, how Alabama, it took, um, what was it, in, uh, Indiana beating Oklahoma State yeah, for Alabama to get into the Same thing. Uh, essentially, most people, you know, the three the three top teams were all heavy favorites that day. To, so to see two of them fall and Florida State jump into the, uh, the catbird seat, you know, it was led to some interesting, you know, it's something interesting for the BCS because going into it, you know, the only top two teams could get in. So when UCLA lost uh, earlier in the day, like the after afternoon game, Kansas State really thought they were in it uh, because they were initially third. Um, and then all of a sudden, Kansas State lost to Texas A&M like in an overtime game. So it's very similar to the time when Alabama squeaked in uh, and kind of similar to the 07 season when LSU was on the outside looking in, going into the last weekend, uh, and had some fortuitous losses go their way to make it in in 07. And uh, even using the the post-2003 BCS formula, it still puts U, uh, UT and FSU as number one and two, basically because of those losses. Um, can we can we give a shout-out to uh, 11-0 and undefeated Tulane that year for not claiming co-championships like UCF? Yeah, shout out to Tommy Bowden. That was his uh, pre-Clemson gig. Oh wow, yeah, you're right. I forgot. I forgot he coached Tulane. It is weird to think of an 11 and 0 Tulane. Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback Sean King at the head of that Oof. thing. 
I was big on the Tulane's really the champion. <laughs> because they weren't they weren't Tennessee. I mean, this was this is the darkest timeline. I I, I had no I think I just blocked this season out of my mind. Like yeah. this was the worst thing that could have like this was the height of Alabama's and Tennessee's um Cold War, as it were. Like we yeah. had gone past the football field. This was no longer a for for our, most of our lives, Tennessee was a football rivalry. And then Auburn was a blood feud. Mm-hmm. And for just a little while, they crossed over. And Tennessee, because of the secret witness and Phil Fulmer and all that stuff, um, Tennessee became the true hated blood rival. And I just, I had blocked most of this out of my mind. And we all thought, I think, or we all hoped, I guess, once Peyton Manning left, they would sort of go back to what they were. And here they were without Peyton Manning. And then they somehow beat Florida and get to the national championship game. Yeah, they this kind of had a an... magical. They had a magical season, Hankins. They their first game against Syracuse, they won on a last second field goal. They had a miracle uh, win over Arkansas, where Arkansas had the game won and was just trying to run out the clock. And Clint Sterner fumbles the ball. Tennessee takes over and scores a, a touchdown in the last minute. And then they played a banged-up Florida State team on uh, with essentially its third-string quarterback in the game in the national championship game. So it was kind of just their year. Everything fell into place. Like you said, they got over the Florida hump. Uh, they beat them in overtime. So it was just kind of everything was going for them this year. They just couldn't lose. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it is interesting just because, like, you know, you, you have – T. Martin, Travis Henry, Jamal Lewis, Peerless Price, like not T. Martin's a pretty pretty likable player. I feel like, and with with his supporting cast around him on on offense, it really just is Fulmer that I hate. <laughs> like I st- mm-hmm. even with those likable players, like you know Jamal Lewis went onto the pros and exploded. Um, I just uh, I still goddamn hated that team in Orange. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just despised. Just despised them. Couldn't. Uh. Yeah, I'll be uh. honest. Uh, this was a game that I I watched, you know, obviously live. I was a Florida State fan at the time yeah. in high school because my, my dad went there and my brother was an undergrad there. So we were always talking about the Seminoles. So I hadn't watched this game since that day. And wow. I remember that day for a couple reasons. It was the day I got my learner's permit because I was off for school and it was the same day that my favorite wrestler, Mankind, won the WWF championship on a taped uh, Raw. Uh, he'd won it like a week before, but they showed it that night. So there was a lot of things happening that day. Man, everything and was coming up Freezer until why, that game. Okay, was uh, up Freezer, freezer I really, then, uh, I really appreciate that because I was wondering why I didn't, I had, I didn't watch this game. I'd never seen this game, mm-hmm. and I didn't know why. And that's that's why right there, it was it was the a, a giant night in wrestling. It yeah. was the night that WWF. That was the first night they had won the ratings um, because WCW told everybody on their broadcast <laughs> that it was that Foley was going to win the title, mm-hmm. thinking that everybody like it, it was the big spoiler and nobody would turn over. Well, everybody turned over just to see <laughs> if they were right. And they never, the ratings never changed again. WWF won from their own. Eric yeah, Bischoff, a, what a genius. My brother and, and uh, brother went to the game, and, uh, you know, I was jealous that I couldn't go. So, you know, I was rooting from home in a state of, like Hankin said, is, you know, very anti Tennessee, but 
not really pro Florida State either. So you're kind of, you know, I needed this win for validation because Florida State had been really good in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, as we'll see next week, they, they, they win it all. But they'd been really good in 96 and 97 and just uh, just missed out. In 98, they made it to the championship game. And uh, just with their offense, just never could get it going against Tennessee. Yeah, um, Florida State had, uh, not in this game, but Chris Winkie, who had a, a season-ending industry, uh, industry. Oof, oof, oof. oof. injury. Uh, Travis Minor, Lavernius Cole, and uh, a gentleman I like to call Peter Warwick Dunn, because I can't, mm. I always think Peter Warwick is a running back. Um, and of course, one of my favorite football players of all time, the craziest looking fucking guy in the world, Sebastian Janikowski. Sebastian Gosh, Janikowski. when he's out on the field, like uh, when I saw him, I was like, man, he was big back then. He was like, a huge dude. He was probably like 240 or so. I mean, he has a huge gut. But I know. Goodness gracious. <laughs> he was a big um, boy. Uh, so Chris Winkie did not play in this game, but he was Florida's quarterback. I think Florida State's quarterback that season was that his sophomore year. Yeah, he was. He was a sophomore. He was twenty six, I think, or maybe twenty seven. Sophomore. <laughs> never, Chris Winkie. Never kissed. He'd, a girl. Uh, never kissed a girl. Right out of high school, he went to go play uh, major league baseball and sort of piddled around in the minor leagues. And then, uh, you know, he was still an athlete and still had eligibility, so he went to Florida State and won the starting job and. Uh, he, I think he got injured in like the first week of November. So Florida state had to go to back up Marcus Outson, who could not pass the ball. No, uh, no. Marcus Aurelius finished this game nine for 22, yeah. with two picks. One, one of, of them yeah. a pick six. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they uh, so just, they, they, just they couldn't get it going. No, no. And fun fact, Creel, both Wanky and T Martin are both assistant coaches on Tennessee right now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I remember T. Martin had sort of gotten some rub to be an OC somewhere. Was he at USC or something? He was at USC, yeah. yeah. He's been bouncing around, but it hasn't really hit it big anywhere yet. So He's an assistant head coach and wide receivers coach at Tennessee. Gotcha. Wanky is the quarterback coach. Um, Fulmer, Fulmer had uh, John Chavis and David Cutliffe as his uh, DC and OC. But not Cut, for this game. Cutcliffe was uh, did not. Cutcliffe call was his, gone. Yeah, he. Oh, did he Miss. go to? Was it Ole Miss or? Yeah, he was. He was. So gone. He was relieved of duty, so they had some other dude calling the plays. Oh man, Sanders! This was his first. This was Sanders' first game as offensive coordinator. It's the national championship. I game, still can't so believe they didn't. I guess Cutcliffe. that's not as crazy. Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, that's what we did to Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that was that was sort, sort of par for the yeah, course, as it yeah. were. Mm. Um, meanwhile, uh, uh, Bobby Bowden had Mark Rick, Mickey Andrews, Chuck Amata, and Billy Sexton all on the, uh... Good Lord. Good Lord. Oh, and he got beat by a first-timer. My God, just stop. <laughs> Creel, when did, when did the puppet regime start? This, this was, uh, he definitely had good assistance. Uh, Mark Rick was coming into his prime, uh... Mickey Andrews had free reign of the defense, and Bobby Bowden was just the CEO coach. He would roam the sidelines and occasionally put the headset on, but he let, just essentially let the coaches coach and, let, and the players play. This was this was heyday, heyday Florida State with the just putting the talent out there, and uh, most of the times they won. But tonight, they all the plays just went Tennessee's way. The the biggest plays. It was uh, pretty crazy to rewatch this. Um, kind of infuriating. 
Yeah. The game sucks. And Tennessee the, still the Tennessee all almost shitted it up anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about they that. They still had a turnover. Last minute. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, the the offense the onside kick could have gone the other way. Uh Janikowski did recover it. There was a big controversy over whether it touched him before it went ten yards or not. Um and he went fucking He was not happy. Shit. He was that not was happy. Great. He was a maniac. <laughs> That bald head shining. He looked like something from fucking uh, Mad Max. <laughs> what a lovely day. Um, yeah, the particularly in the first half, the game was just disgusting. It was it was, it was no better than yeah. the than the other three games that we've decried as horrible yes. games. It's just a bunch of horrible games we're talking about here. Could you have imagined watching the three hour version of this? Thing? Oh my god, Good lord! I'd be more interested in seeing the like retro commercials from twenty two years ago. I would. Absolutely, have loved to have had commercials in this thing. <laughs> um, um, at halftime, so yeah, I did like the football though. I, I really did like the how they. I mean, they did not execute well, but like seeing that power eye on both sides yeah. and seeing just long, deep throws. Like I was like, this is the football I remember, and I certainly enjoy it. Yeah, um, they just weren't very good at. It. And if, <laughs> if Marcus Aurelius had not been Florida State's quarterback, it would have probably been a really good game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, the, the first half was uh, particularly sloppy. It was 14 to 9 at half. For some reason, Phil Fulmer's halftime speech or halftime interview included, uh, well, it's 14 to 9, so we give them one, they give us one, so it's it's 0 to 0. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Um, at the beginning got, of the game, go ahead, Freezer. Go, go ahead. I was, I was just going to recap how Tennessee had scored a. Uh... The first quarter was a whole bunch of nothing, uh, sloppy penalties. Uh, eventually, Tennessee put a touchdown on the board, and then on Florida State's ensuing drive, Outson throws a pick six, uh, which puts Tennessee up by 14. Uh, Florida State gets nine on the board with a field goal and then a touchdown and a missed extra point. So it was just just sloppiness. Just, I think Florida State had 65 yards of penalties in the first half. Yeah, they had a roughing the punter and a roughing the uh, field goal kicker, which set up Tennessee's uh, first touchdown. They took a field goal off the board and got a touchdown out of that. So it was just like, just terrible. It was. I remember being frustrated watching it and rewatching it. Like, it just. I, that, I guess that's why I haven't watched it again. Just I was so frustrated and disappointed with Florida State's performance. Um, so the real star of this game was Keith Jackson. Okay, I'm so glad you said something because Keith Jackson, in his final game, yeah. in his big retirement oh. moment, Keith Jackson retiring in 1998. What's that you say? Didn't you guys just mention Keith Jackson in mm-hmm. every game you've covered? <laughs> uh huh. We did, but he retired in this game to the point where Greasy doused him with a bucket of confetti uh, from a Gatorade jug in the booth. Keith Jackson was on fire for this thing. Keith Jackson at the beginning of the game has, when describing the two teams, said, and I quote, the NCAA has designated Florida State a dynasty. When did did NCAA make make official dynasty status for for schools? I don't know. There were there were a lot of firsts that happened in this. 
Uh, Florida State designated a dynasty. Uh, Keith Jackson introduced the yellow line to us. Yes. Earth down line. Yeah, I, he introduced that to us, letting us know, oh, just want to let you know that's not a real line. That's electronically put there. And fucking Greasy pipes in. I like it. I like knowing how far they got to go for a first down. Like, yeah, yeah, Greasy, we all do, bud. <laughs> it. It's great. None of us thought it was real, Keith. We didn't think that they had the power. We didn't think that there were wizards on the sideline who could just <laughs> throw this thing up. Um, and then there's a there is a play in this game. It's a it's a deep throw down the sideline. I can't remember if it's Florida State or Tennessee, but um, it is intentionally thrown short. Yes. And Greasy's like, "What the fuck just happened? Like, what what is that?" We didn't have a name for the back shoulder fade yet. We didn't get that name to like 20 years later. Oh my God. Greasy, a quarterback, was like, what is well, he threw it? Uh, he threw it uh, under. Uh, he underthrew it intentionally, and, and his receiver caught it. And, and Keith Jackson goes, yeah, you just got to give the receivers a chance. They had no clue what to call it. Greasy, I feel like, never gained the concept of object permanence. Like, he's, <laughs> you can still play peekaboo with, with Greasy. <laughs> um there uh, speaking of speaking of Keith Jackson there was one it was when um uh Autzen threw the uh through the interception the the non pick six interception in in the Tennessee end zone um double coverage lobbed it up jump ball as he threw the pass Keith Jackson either said and they're going for the mundo either mundo or mungo <laughs> And like Mundo, El Mundo is the world in Spanish, but I've never heard that as just like a casual term. Hmm. No, it's. Not. I bet that's some old twenty threes could do reference that we're just not old enough. It to probably like, is. going for you the Mungo. It's, it's like you know, last week when Sean said, you know, getting that powder wet, you know, gotta go <laughs> yes, for the Mundo it's sometimes. Very similar. You know, it's it's just a colloquialism. Um, yeah. So on the on the extra point that that Free mentioned, Florida State missed. Keith Jackson said, and I quote, "Look at the leg on this kicker. I mean, <laughs> there's a five yard penalty. Not going to matter. It's not going to bother him. He really attacks the ball when he kicks it." Extra point was promptly blocked. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it was a bad snap. Yeah. To be fair, it was a bad snap, but immediately blocked. And then later, and I mean, I, I understand the story Keith is telling. It is just that he's Keith Jackson. Um, but Florida State kept getting procedure penalties offside. This yeah. little nickel and dime penalties, and they get another. It's delay. Actually, it was delay of games that was killing them for one. Yeah. So they get another delay of game, and Keith goes, "That's a penalty. It's only five yards, but it's five yards. That's a nickel. You get enough nickels. First thing you know, you got a quarter. Then you got a heavy sack. You ain't going anywhere." <laughs> Teaching us all that you ain't going anywhere with a heavy sack. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Um, Peter Warwick is dreamy, guys. <laughs> he looks like a football player. Yeah, like for his sure. His pads fit just right. His jersey was just right. I was like, Jesus Jesus, this guy hubba hubba. Yeah. Speaking of and speaking of Peter Warwick, that brings me to the thug quotient. Uh oh. So, uh, not playing in this game, but on the team, got injured a few weeks prior. Jamal Lewis mm-hmm. um, exploded in the NFL, as Sean mentioned, a Baltimore Raven uh, primarily. Just, I mean, just destroying the league for a time. Yeah. And then it was all cut short when he was caught conspiring to possess and distribute five kilos of cocaine Ooh. on a cell phone. That's a heavy sack. Yeah. 
Yes, a heavy sack. Four months worth. He wasn't going nowhere. Um, and the aforementioned Peter Warwick, also a thug, because he paid $21 for $400 worth of polo and Nautica shirt <laughs> at uh, Dillard's. At a Dillard's, yeah. The, uh, Arrested free, and suspended. The free shoe like controversy that it hit it hits next year because he gets suspended uh, for a couple games. Wait, so was this yep. was this the Free Shoes University? Yes. Thing? Okay. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got the hookup at a department store. Arrested and suspended. My God. Uh, yeah, one time, one time, uh, we, we have a friend that I won't mention. Aaron Hernandez murdered a lot of people. <laughs> uh, um, Freezer, why don't you tell us what happened in the second half? Uh, so it was 14 to 9, and from what I remember, uh, Tennessee jumps out to 21 to 9. Uh, yep, yep. Then 20 to 9, because that. Yeah. yeah, they missed, they also missed an extra point. Uh, and then they boosted out to 23 to 9. Florida State kind of scores a touchdown with like maybe a couple minutes to go and just doesn't get the onside kick. Um, Tennessee's tries to run out the clock and fumbles it with like a minute to go, but Florida State had like 90 <laughs> yards to go. Uh, Altson throws another interception and that sets up the I national mean, championship promptly. for Tennessee. Promptly throws an interception. Yeah. And the, the crazy <laughs> thing is like the, the stats are, they tilt in Tennessee's favor. Uh, you know, scoreboard 23-16, they... Had more first down, sixteen to thirteen, but third down efficiency. Tennessee was one of twelve. Florida State Jesus. was four of fifteen. Total yards three ninety two for Tennessee and two fifty three for Florida State. Uh, Tennessee's one hundred sixty of those yards are on two like eighty yard bombs. So uh, just the big plays went Tennessee's way, and with uh, the mistakes that just they haunted Florida State, and like Hankins said, all those penalties and sacks, and uh, it was just just not Florida State's night. Mm-mm. And on the play where Tennessee fumbles trying to run out the clock, why were they not just taking a knee? I didn't understand that either. I have no idea if they were hubris. I, they weren't trying to run up the score by any means because it was just like no. a, a run into twelve men. Like it, it didn't make any sense. If there was no reason to hand the ball <laughs> off and risk the extra failure point, which did come back and bite them. And again, if Julius Caesar had not been playing quarterback. <laughs> You know, uh, even with Chris Winky out, Florida State was still a five and a half point favorite. You know, I wink every time you say that. <laughs> yeah, I think not a lot of people had faith in Tennessee because throughout the year they'd been uh, riding on some luck. But mm-hmm. sometimes when when a team is this lucky, as we saw with Ohio State in 2 you know, it just it seems to favor them. And that is really something that we've kind of weeded out of the game in the, the era since then. I, I don't in, – in looking back at these games, um, that Ohio State team, we talked about the game was not nearly what I remembered it being, but they, they beat certainly a superior team in Miami. Um, I would argue that at full strength, this Tennessee team certainly was not superior to Florida State, who had also lost their top defensive lineman – because of a hard practice that Bobby Bowden ran the week before. Um, but that really does not happen 
much anymore, save for maybe Ohio State, the Ohio State yeah. team that won uh, in the in the playoffs the second year. Outside of that, I think everybody who's won the thing has been maybe not the favorite because Clemson and Alabama kind of – the Vegas never likes to bet against Alabama now. But nobody would say that those Clemson teams were inferior to Alabama. They were at least equal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wonder what happened to why we don't see so much of this clunkers. And, you know, going back to Alabama and Miami from 92, like that was a giant upset. We don't see a lot of upsets in the national championship anymore. No. Uh, first first national championship for Tennessee since 1951. Um, none they since then, right? They have not right? had one since. Yeah, yeah, zero since. This was peak Tennessee. This was uh, their heydays. They were really good with Peyton Manning, and this was their year, and then they sort of tapered off after this. They The closest they came to sniffing a national championship was in 01, uh, where they lost to LSU in the SEC championship game, and they were ranked number two going into that. But since then, it's just been a free fall for Tennessee. I just remember this year being – it was this year and the year that we ended up going 3-8, and eight, obviously. <clears throat> um, like, I watched the Arkansas game at a books like, – like, at a books a million. How is that something you even do? I had a friend who worked at books a million, and I just went over there, and it was on the TVs amidst the books, and uh, – like, I just casually looked at it every 15 minutes while I was, like, reading comic books or talking to friends and stuff like that. Um, the Alabama Alabama went 7-5. Uh, Auburn went 3-8. and eight. It was just a weird year. I remember the Tennessee-Mississippi State SEC Championship. I didn't give a shit about that. I was just like, oh, that's weird. Mississippi State's in there. All right. Well. Yeah, they have else? been back What since? else is on? That was their one appearance. So... Um, so how did this game affect the trajectory of both schools' destiny, if at all? Like uh, like I said, this was sort of peak Florida State. Uh, they started – Florida State was preseason number two this year. Uh, they finished third in the polls. Uh, they won it all next year. They were, they were the first team in 1999 to start out the season ranked number one, and they finished number one. Um, so this was definitely the prime dynasty time because – in 1996, they played for the national championship. Uh, they went 11 and one. They went 11 and one the next year. They went 11 and two this year. They went 12 and 0 in 99, and then uh, in 2000, they also played for the national championship. So this was definitely peak Bobby Bowden. And then once you hit like 01, that's when Florida State uh, starts to have a bit of a downhill. That's when Mark Ricks left for Georgia. And Bobby Bowden's son, uh, Jeff Bowden, took over the offense, and uh, they never had much success after that. I think they won the ACC a couple times, but this was uh, back here in 98. This was back when when Florida State lost an ACC game. It was a rare occurrence. Uh, It didn't happen that often. They kept winning the conference every year up until that 01 season. Um, As far as Tennessee, this was peak Tennessee, and then it's... A sharp drop off for them too, and Florida State never found their groove back or got their groove back until uh, 2013 when they beat Auburn for the national championship. 
Well, they yeah, they won the. Uh, we'll talk next week about how they you know they won the yeah, championship. Yeah, against. sorry, yeah, and also ninety nine. Roller alert, man. There's gonna be some great Vic talk. The the, <laughs> yeah, next... the, the, the thug quotient is gonna be half the episode next week. I feel like next week's game is much better. Like, uh, it was one of the recommended videos to watch after this, and I was like, oh, I'll watch a little bit of this. And there's much more fireworks. It's a much better game. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that's it. Uh, hard 30 on the uh, 1998 BCS Championship. Ke- technically, the 1999 Tostitos Fiesta Bowl between Tennessee and Florida State. 23-16, to 16, which is an Auburn score if I've ever heard one. Um, <laughs> we are, uh, we'll be back next week with the uh, 1999 BCS Championship game between uh, Virginia Tech and Florida State. Um, guys, hope everybody's doing well. Check out our other uh, podcasts. Cold Dog Soup. Uh, go to ttfnetwork.com to hear all of our back episodes. I swear to God, they're worth it. And if you'd like to support us in a more personal way, you can uh, do so at patreon.com slash ttf. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash tango tango foxtrot. And if you like what you're listening to, hey, tell a friend, huh? Am I right, Freezer? That's right, because we thrive on word of mouth. Oh, my God. Do we ever. Have a great day, everybody. Well, it was just a boy. Away from home And you were singing the song You'll never walk alone